episode of Living Creatively with your host, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. This is the episode where we discuss topics about finding, nurturing, and protecting your creativity and creative spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's just like uh, a new thing now. It is a thing. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. I don't even know how we started doing it. that. <laughs> I don't even know. No I thought about like going back to episodes and just seeing like where that Where started. did this start? <laughs> oh, yes. We are back for another episode. Monica, it is so good to see your face. I oh, know. It's girl. good to see you too. Always. I was so excited. I'm like, I get to see Angela today. I get to see Angela today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you just look you look happy and glowing and chipper and how you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. I um it's a reset. Is anytime I have moments where it's going left, I do a major reset mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just mm-hmm. I sit myself down and have a conversation with myself. <laughs> Being realistic about what I'm feeling, what is fact, what is fiction. What is justifiable? What is, you know, real? How am I going to deal with it? What can I do? Because I just have that thing. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, let it go. And so that's my reset. My reset is identifying what actually can be done and what I can do about it and how long that would take and what's the realization, what's realistic about that. And then what realistically I can't do anything about coming to terms with that, making peace with that and then letting it go. And saying, let's just see what happens. And then, of course, you know, I've got the candles involved. There's candles involved. There's incense involved. Some crystals. Uh, yeah, I didn't get crystals today. Didn't get the crystal today. Not today. Not today. Maybe afterwards. I'm not sure. But I got what was necessary, what needed to be done to get the glow back, to get the the pep in my step back. And it ended well, y'all. It ended well, y'all. So You got the glow back. Got the glow. Got the glow. It's, a, it's, a moment, it's a moment by moment thing. It's a moment by moment thing. Well, it's working for you. Thanks for working for it. You're welcome. Also, it's foliated today, so that might also help. <laughs> that helps a little bit too. It helps a little bit too. I exfoliated today. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's so great. Well, so how are you? I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing mm-hmm. pretty good. I, um, you know, uh, kind of the same as you, like a reset, but. I, my reset was more of like, hey girl, you need to get your butt in that chair and do some writing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> That's my mm-hmm. reset. And um, yeah, so it's been good. I've been working on some things. It's been nice to get some stuff down on paper. Mm-hmm. It's complete garbage. You know, all first drafts are, but at least it's it's my garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, things are good. Things are good today. So Good. Yeah, I know you told me that you were getting more... Um more things done as far as like uh work and that that and that alone even though you say it's garbage just i know how it feels to go from a moment where you're just not motivated and or the creative thoughts are just not coming and flowing the way they should so it doesn't matter if it's trash or not you are patting yourself on the back and doing like a little skip to your step on just the fact that you have done something you're just like you know what I am glad that I picked up a hammer today. You know, I am glad that I sketched something out. I know you're like, I am glad I picked up the pen, pulled out, the, um, pulled out the laptop, typed up something. I actually was doing something. 
Yeah. Kudos to me. Exactly. That is exactly it. I, I'm not, there's no shame that is garbage. I mean, at least you got to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also been helpful. One of the things that I started doing with a few of my critique partners is accountability check-ins mm-hmm. because I realized I need a deadline. I can't just, I, I can't be all like willy nilly about like, oh, you know, I'll just finish it when I finish it. No, I need like, girl. It is, you said December 2nd, and that mm-hmm. is coming up, and you, have, mm-hmm. you better need some, you better have something to show somebody, otherwise mm-hmm. you're going to look like a dummy. So um, so that has actually been one thing that I started doing, um, just, and, you know, and it's not like I have to show this, whatever I write to somebody, it's just like, I know that somebody is going to be asking me on this certain day on Sunday, like, hey, where'd you get done this week? And I, mm-hmm. I have to show something for it. So mm-hmm. that accountability a partner is is it's a motivator it's a motivator. yeah it's better yeah. than fear even mm-hmm. though it's kind of based in fear anyways I- <laughs> <laughs> well we could have started a whole talk in that really how so <laughs> this is how we end up getting on our topics so right. the topic for the day is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> right like maybe we just changed it so right <laughs> Uh, no, but this week we decided we were gonna we were going to talk about film, TV, music, whatever things that we have just been vibing with that have really mm-hmm. spoken to us, moved us, made us laugh, um, whatever. Just something that has spoken to us that we want to share with y'all today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because. Uh, there are a few TV shows that you and I watch together. It's something that we started back during uh, when the pandemic first started and we couldn't um, see each other. So we started doing um, Zoom movie nights, um, whether we watched a movie or TV show. And we had a standing appointment with each other and we watched uh, shows. And it's something that we just hasn't ended. We just, you know, it ended up being how we got into doing our podcast and now we've kind of looped that together. So as we do the podcast and then we watch TV together via Zoom. And so two shows that we're watching, but I'll talk about the one that is my favorite right now. And I'm not sure if people really know about it, but it is 20s. Yes. And I freaking, every time I watch an episode, it reminds me of why I got hooked. Because sometimes you can watch the first season of something and then it'll go into the next season and you're like, Ah, you know, it's just not as good. And it was just really good the first season. This is in its second season. And now each time I watch an episode, I'm like, I see why I got hooked on this show and why I continue to get hooked. And I could literally binge watch it, except for the fact that we have a standing appointment on Sundays so that we watch it together. But it is one of those shows that if it wasn't us watching it, I would probably watch all of them all at one time. I absolutely oh, yeah. love, love this show. Girl, it is so hard for me not to binge watch it. I know it is. I'm, I appreciate you for not doing it. And, and even if you did, I appreciate you not telling me that you did and you still acting like you've watched it for the first time. I don't need to know the truth of that that statement. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with being in the unknown. So, carry on. I love <laughs> I love that show so much. And so it's, it's created, written, produced by Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. And it's on BET. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I love it because on so many levels, like to one degree, it's like I remember being 20. Like I remember mm-hmm. being that mm-hmm. 20 and just mm-hmm. making so many mistakes, mm-hmm. being so un- like unself-aware, you know, just being dumb, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the main character, Hattie, is just trying to find her way. This poor baby, like right away, you were just like, man, you just love making bad <laughs> mistakes <laughs> and have no accountability. No accountability, no accountability. just <laughs> literally unaware that these are mistakes. Like, the <laughs> that kind of twin. your life, are because of you. You are right. the problem in your life, right? right? And I think that at some point, hopefully, we all learn that, that we can be our own problems in our mm-hmm. lives. And then just, but just the friendship, too, like with her with her two other friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, it all centers around the entertainment industry, um, the television industry, and just the closeness of these three Black women just makes me happy to see, you know? It's not to say that there's not other TV shows that have existed or do exist, but there's mm-hmm. just something about the dynamic of how of the of the problems that they all are facing, the choices that they're trying to make in life. You know, you know, do they go one way? Do you go the other way? You know, what do you put in the sand and just pretend like that's not happening? And like you said, it's just like it's just so relatable, and it's and it's funny and it's funny that part. And there's Kim Whitley who doesn't age. Kim Whitley. Never ages. She's never gonna. It's age. still good. Still good. Still looking good. Still funny as all get mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. I love me some Kim Whitley, so I am glad to see her back on a show mm-hmm. um, like this one because, like, she she gets to shine as as Hattie's mama. I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, love that, that show. Good. You guys check that out for sure. So I, it's okay, like part of my writing has been, I've been doing some research and Mm -hmm. I just watched yesterday, in fact, um, an amazing documentary. So it came out a couple years ago and then it, it, you know, it kind of went away. And when um, One Night in Havana came out, the, the movie that was directed by Regina King about the night when Muhammad Ali fought Sonny Liston Mm, mm-hmm. Sam Cooke was there, Malcolm X mm-hmm. was there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so did you watch that one? Oh yes. Oh, and it was yes. it was good. Girl, it I, I haven't. Oh, so good. It was so good. Okay, well, we need to put that on the list then. I, look, I'm writing it down. Okay, well, that's not what I'm going to talk about. But I know, I know. Check out that one night in Havana. Um, but so because that came out and it did so well and was so well regarded, they reissued documentary about Sam Cooke Mm. and I just watched it yesterday and y'all it's called Sam Cooke Legend the only place I could find it was Amazon but it is so interesting because you know first of all like I feel like I had some awareness of Sam Cooke just because of my dad right Mm -hmm. so I knew like you know a change is gonna come I mean that song is just like right classic right Mm -hmm. it's the black Mm -hmm. anthem Mm -hmm. um and so it's like i grew up with you know knowing sam cook and his songs but i did not understand until this documentary how ahead of this time this man was with the music industry as Mm -hmm. one person said it he was barry gordy gordy of motown before barry gordy gordy was motown Mm. we're talking about you know in 1963 this black man had his own publishing company, so he owned all the rights to all the songs that he wrote. Oh, I didn't know that. He owned, he started his own recording company. So it got to the point where, and he had a major deal, record deal with RCA. 
1963, he was only behind Elvis Presley. Hmm. The number of hits. This mm-hmm. man had multiple hits for six years in a row. Number one hits. Not only that, he wrote songs for the Rolling Stones before the Rolling Stones were the Rolling Stones. He wrote songs for the Beatles before the song before the Beatles were the Beatles. He like took a trip to London and just like checked out the music scene and somebody's like, oh, you should like listen to these boys, you know? And so he he saw the Beatles play, he saw the Rolling Stones play, and he's like, they're gonna be big. I'm writing songs for them. So he wrote songs for them and then owned all the rights to the songs. What? Yes, girl. You gotta check out this documentary because I mean to go from like he's you know from some small town in Mississippi his father was a minister he became a gospel singer with his brothers and sisters and they moved to Chicago and they were on the gospel circuit and he connected with people like Aretha Franklin and they actually have an interview with Aretha Franklin where she tells a really funny story about him I'm not going to ruin it Mm -hmm. but he goes but you know and it's like the challenge that he went that um Sam Cooke went from being this like gospel superstar to pop music and transitioning and he knew that if he transitioned to pop music he could never go back to gospel because all the gospel people would be like no you're a sinner now like all that stuff right so Mm -hmm. anyways yeah we're talking about this man who understood the game he and not only that he was an innovator of how music is done so like when you talk about all these groups that you see today they are benefiting because of sam cook because he understood not only how to write music, how to write hits, but then how to keep the keep control of his product. I mean, he was the first black man who owned a mansion in L.A. with a pool, like in a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. white gated community. It was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was it. I so I I want everybody to watch this documentary because I think it's important to understand when you talk about the music industry and how much it appropriates and capitalizes on black culture and black Mm -hmm. music. Sam Cooke was trying to make that not happen. He was trying Mm -hmm. to gain ownership and control and nobody would listen to him. Everybody thought he was crazy. B.B. King thought he was crazy. Bobby Mm Woolman thought he was crazy. All of these like up and coming R&B singers and Mm -hmm. singers and Mm -hmm. blues singers would listen to him. And, you know, can you imagine like, if they had, the course of black music probably would have changed in terms of ownership. Like, there wouldn't be a lot of these issues that people are having now with owning their own, their own right. stuff, right? right. And, mm-hmm. and having the money, you know? And, like, one of the people even said, he's like, you know, for us, like, we didn't even think about royalties the way that uh, Sam Cooke was thinking about royalties. You know, he's like, if you gave us a gold watch and a nice suit and a car, that was our royalties. And Sam Cooke was like, no, I want the money. Right. <laughs> you know, he's like, I can buy my own watches and all that stuff. It's such a great documentary. So I'm so vibing on that. I'm so Sam Cooke legend. Yes. Yes. And it's only like wow. an hour. It's only like an hour. Wow. They fit all that in an hour? Yes. It's so good. It is so good. So truly vibing on that and truly vibing on Sam Cooke and all that he did. And, and then like his murder was just ridiculous. You know, it was just so... And I mean, all murder is ridiculous and unnecessary, but his was truly ridiculous. But and I'll save that. I'm not going to spoil that one. If you didn't know how he how he passed. Wow. Oh, it's wow. So yeah. Good. Oh, I definitely have to. Look, I have to definitely add that to it. I have to definitely look at that. Well, mine is not as profound, y'all. My next one's not as profound. Mine is <laughs> going into trash TV. 
It is um, this show that I have, I don't know how in the world I got hooked on this, but it's called Terrace House. Well, there's only really one, one because um, they have several seasons. They obviously do this in different ways. And the one that I think is called Boys and Girls in the City or something in the city. Okay. And it is like the Asian version of real world. And oh, yes, I saw this. Okay. The only difference is in real world, they take them away from where they live and, you know, move them in a house that's a destination away from for everybody. And um, and they film everything at once and then they release it to the public. Whereas for this, at least in this particular season, because the other season I watched, which was more boring and they didn't do this format. But in the one that I really enjoyed, uh, they actually film it and release it in real time. So you might be like maybe an episode behind what's actually happening in the house. And they're actually living in the place that they actually live. So they're still going to their regular jobs. They're still able to go and see their families. They're able to see their friends unless they live like, you know, an hour or two hours away or something like that. But they still, for the most part, are still in the environment that they actually live in. So what that means is you one of them can be meeting up for dinner with their sister and the sister's like, so I saw the last episode. So when are you going to say something? You know what I mean? (laughs) Or they can... They can be meeting up and somebody will be out in public. The guy was a hairstylist doing a job for a modeling thing. And the model that he was working on, he was like, you know, this is what you really need to do. Like, you need to stop being a whatever and you need to go ahead and speak this out. And the reason you're not going to get her is because you're not doing this, this and this and you need to do this and this. And he'll go back and do this, this and this and get and get, you know, and get the girl. But it's because everything is happening in real time. So it's like they also have to deal with whatever comes out. So say if they are a trash individual and they thought they were going to come on here and just be able to showboat. <laughs> with the side or something. Yeah. And the real comes out. I won't spoil it because there is something that happens towards the end. Y'all got, y'all got to push all the way through this whole season because it was so good that they kept adding. We went through a whole year. Like it was like a summer and they were supposed to be there for the summer, got juicy. They pushed it out to the fall, got juicy. They pushed it out to the winter. And then next thing you know, it's the next summer. Listen, push through the whole, that whole season. I can't, I can't speak for the other ones. I only watched that one and half of another one. I don't like that other one, but the boys and girls in the city one. Listen, there was times cause they can leave whenever they want to. There's no thing that says they've got to stay a certain period of time. And what they do is when somebody leaves, whatever the gender of that person is, they replace them. So if a guy leaves, they replace it with another guy. So it's always mixing the dynamics. So you also get to see how this whole group was all positive and fun and they can put in, remove one person and put in one other person and it goes shot to hell. You're like, good gosh, (laughs) it really is about the people that you hang out with. Like, and then people sometimes leave because Things might not be happening, you know, professionally and they're embarrassed because, you know, they're getting stopped in the streets like, oh, I thought you said you were going to, you know, or they're saying things that is in their regular life. Nobody's telling them that that's file or nobody's telling them that that's not something you should say out loud. So they're saying it and being their regular self. But the general public is like, you really are a B word. Like you're really, and they're telling them this because they're actually watching it as it's happening. So they'll leave because they're like, oh, you know, this is too much. 
I love this show. <laughs> and then it. in between of it, in between <laughs> it, they have this group and they're like actors, models, comedians, and it's like this little panel kind of thing. And they're watching it and they're doing their commentary on what they think of it. And this at first was on my nerves, but then it was like, wait a minute, they're funny. Like, I want to see, they're like the people that you're like, I want to see if they saw what I saw. Like, I want to know what did they think? And you get to find out what did y'all think? What did y'all think about this? You know? And it's really hilarious because if they all in the house can watch the episode too, because it's on Netflix. So because it's on Netflix, <laughs> as the episodes air, they can go back and watch old seasons as well as their season. So anything that you say, including the commentary, they're going to know if they're calling you like, oh, so look at, look at Winnie the Pooh with his belly out. Oh, is he going to lose weight? You know, oh, he's so cute. You get to see that too. But if somebody was talking to about you in another scene that you weren't in the house because you were at work, you get to see that too. And it did, it just happened last week. It was. So you also get to see all of the episodes too while you're still in the house. So Girl, that I makes would, it for interesting. I would not last 24 hours in the scenario. Me I would not last. I would like watch the episodes and I would, my little feelings would get hurt. And oh, I'd, I'd be ready to, I mean, oh, oh, you were talking real bad when you were up in the bedroom while I was down in the kitchen, but I saw the last episode. I saw the last episode. I saw what you said. I bet you won't say that to my face. You didn't say anything that my face when you, um, when I was old. Oh, you ate that food I was cooking while you were up here talking. Just like, I, I don't need to be up there. They're going to be like, Monica Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't never been in a fight in my entire life, but look, I will talk to you about some things. And then it's it's, it's all it's all subtitles. So um, I can't remember if it's Korean or what. So I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's all in subtitles. So you got to read the English subtitles in order to know what's going on. But and I'm fine with that. I love. I don't have a problem watching movies or anything like that. That's subtitles, but. But it, I love it. It's it's so it's so funny. I love it. That's my show. That's that's my show. I love it. I love. Comes it. on Netflix. Terrace right. Terrace House. T e r r a c e House. Terrace House. All right. Boys and girls in the city. All right. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I haven't had anything like that in a while, so I'm gonna put that in my in my watch list. Okay, so let's see. My the second one that I had that I wanted to give a shout out to mm-hmm. um, is a show on HBO Max called mm-hmm. Sort of. Hmm. I love this show, so I binged it. I binged the whole thing. I, I started wow. watching it with my husband mm-hmm. we got to like episode three, and I was like, "So, do you care if I watch the next episode without you?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. You know, the next episode, girl. I watched the whole." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that says a lot because I think Angela just learned what binge watching was over the pandemic. <laughs> I did. You did. Because I was really, I was really, I was really disappointed when I realized, oh, she meant watch an episode. She didn't mean binge watch. (laughs) Because we were supposed to binge watch a show. And I think we watched like two. 
And I was like, oh, you out? You tapping out? Yeah, girl, that's it. And I think your husband was the one who had to tell you, like, I think Monica, when she said she thought she was going to binge watch, she was thinking y'all were going to watch. This is binge watch means at least this many episodes. And you were totally, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's not my thing. I'm not going to do that. But you know why? Because usually I use I use TV shows as a reward mechanism for writing. Mm. So that's why I don't binge. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're going to watch this 50-minute TV show, mm-hmm. you got to like write for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So that is how my brain has always said about TV shows is mm-hmm. because I use it as like my little my little dog treat to do my job. Right. <laughs> so I... <laughs> well, so now oh, whenever yeah. you say something like you're watching something and you watch the whole thing, I'm like, oh, this was good, good. Yeah. <laughs> She couldn't even help herself. She had to binge watch this one. You said sort of HBO Max. Okay, let me look this up. It is so good. It is so good. So it's a story about um, a non-binary Pakistani nanny. And I Mm -hmm. love the character, the main character, Sabi. That Mm -hmm. is their name. I love them so much. I've never seen a character like this on television. And I love, I love the character. But the show is about this nanny who works for a family and um, a, uh, that's a older daughter and a younger son. And the wife gets into a really bad bike accident and goes into a coma. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing is about how, um, so one part of the story is about how this relationship that that Sabi has with the family and especially the father who has been so distanced from the family like he's getting a awakening of like how much he just does not know about his wife his mm. kids you know he's a he's a psychiatrist um so he's like going through his own thing now and he's finding things out about his wife that he didn't know about that Sabi did know about mm-hmm. so it's like how their relationship and how they tried to keep stuff together for the kids sake and then the other storyline is about Sabi whose mother doesn't understand who who Sabi hasn't shown their non-binary side and so their mother doesn't understand it's like she's getting introduced to this new person who is now her child and how that whole like how that works in the pakistani or how it actually doesn't work in the pakistani um community in the family Mm -hmm. it is so Good. It is so good. I mean, I mean, like, again, learning a lot about like, I've never I've never seen a character like this before. And it's, a, I think, an interesting lens into a, a non-binary person's world, their perspective, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. they struggle with. And then on top of it, it's just such a beautiful story about what family looks like and what family means. And when you bring like your chosen family, when you bring people into your life and how they mm-hmm. affect you. And how that can help you make you stronger than dealing with stuff with your own family, like your, you know, your by birth family. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so good. And it's funny. I mean, it sounds like it's really deep and heavy, but it's also really funny. There's this one character, her best friend, Seven, mm-hmm. who is ridiculous. She is so ridiculous. Like, she's a, it's a pseudo artist and she's just off the rails. Like, she does not know how to deal with children, but, like, the older daughter is, like, really infatuated with her. And mm-hmm. so she becomes, like, this, like, I don't, like, she becomes, like, this icon for the younger daughter like she mm-hmm. looks up to and it's mm-hmm. just it's so funny it's so good it's so good i don't know i'm not doing it a lot of justice because i don't want to ruin it right but i but i want everybody to watch it 
because I just think it's a great show. And I don't know. And again, like in this non-binary millennial character is just so beautiful. They are such a beautiful character. I love it. I don't know. So watch it. It's a good feel good. It's a good. Oh, good. When, you know, it's like when everything feels like it's going to hell, it's like, Mm -hmm. which it feels like it it does for them. And then Mm -hmm. just how they work through it. It's so good. Anyways. I don't know. I'm not giving it enough. I, again, like, I don't want to ruin it because there's so many right. good parts and pieces to it. You just mm-hmm. got to watch it. You just, I don't know. You just got to trust me. I binged it. That should tell you enough. That tells, that's, a, <laughs> yeah, right. That's enough. What also I've realized is I, I'm like, your suggestions that you have are like very deep, very, you know, heavy or deep. They've got a lot of substance to them. And I'm like, that's the, that's that, I think that's also the writer in you. That's also like very much intellectual. And then there's me. I'm like, um, (laughs) I'm recording this. I'm going to play back this specifically part, this specific part. I was deep. Yes. (laughs) Did y'all hear that? Y'all heard that, right? It's, it's, it's on record. It's It's on record. She can't take it back. She can't take it back. I never would. I never would. I, I definitely, definitely think that. And then me, on the other hand, is like, <laughs> I'm like purposefully thinking, have I watched anything deep lately? So I can, can I give some, like, I don't think I have. I don't think I, I don't think any of my stuff is deep, you know, um, but hey. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I think a lot of my stuff, I'm not ashamed of it. I love my TV that I watch. It just, <laughs> just happens not to be deep stuff. I'm just. I think for me, my my version of what I watch for TV is definitely my escape. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, I feel like sometimes my life is feels very serious, even though I don't think of my per, my personality as very serious, even though I know I can be perceived as such. So for me, when I'm ready to sit down and watch TV, it's going to tend to be on either very lighthearted, very goofy, very funny, or, um, yeah, just any of those things. Yeah. It's transformed into that. Um, so yeah, my other one, and I think I've said this before and I'm still like, I'm, I love Love Island. There is this (laughs) trash TV again. (laughs) It is called, it's called Love Island. And there's two that I really watched probably the only ones I really watch, to be honest. And that is um, Australia, but the other one is the UK. And I specifically find that I enjoy those more because they have more representation that looks like me. Mm -hmm. But it's also, um, they tend to be the ones that I don't feel there is, how do I say this? There is a, link up between ethnicities. It is literally like, oh, you cute. And it doesn't matter what the ethnicity is. It's just, right. it just is. So you lose sight of the, oh, he's black, she's white, she's black, he's Asian. You know, it's like, it they, they, it's matter. all, it doesn't matter. And it's, yeah. and it's fluid. So it might be um, this guy who happens to be Caucasian who might be dating a black girl and he's loving her and then he decides not to talk to her anymore. And so now he's dating this girl who's a white girl and she's blonde and blue eyed. You know, it's like it, it, it fluctuates according to their interests. And for me, I can kind I can tap into that and see what's actually happening because 
like I said, I see people who look like me mm-hmm. and it's not focused on that being like, ooh, this is an interracial you know, relationship. Ooh, how taboo. Because I think in those cultures, they are more open and it's more common that it's not something that is even thought about. So right. I enjoy it. And then and Love Island is basically uh, uh, a group of men, a group of women, they are single, they're party animals. Some of them probably low key might be sex addicts, but they are coming specifically there to have a good time. Um, hopefully drink, hook up. It's their twenties. They're in their twenties. It's you put 20 year olds in a resort mansion that is in a faraway land and you're going to have some things happen, you know, tell them not to. And tell them not to hook No, up. this is different. This is not oh, the one that they a... tell. No, this oh. is not the tell that that one is um, too hot to handle. I talked about that one already. That's this right. is yeah, this is okay. love. Yeah, this is Love Island. They could do whatever the heck they want to. <laughs> yeah, they could do whatever they want to, you know, whatever. So it is, uh, I just enjoy it. And at the end, it is supposed to be something where there's a prize. The couple that makes it to the end, they get a certain amount of money. So there might be people on there who are just trying to get money. And so they might be trying to, you know, it might be exposed that they were just trying to stay on the show. So they're using people and making it pretend like they're into them and they're not really into them. Or um, it might be um, somebody on there who um, wants to get their social media following. Because obviously whenever you're on the shows, people follow for you and then they follow you on social media. That's that's this age. So there's people who want to become influencers. So they get on there and they want to, you know, up their influence so that they can, you know, go back home and... Long story short, they're not there really for love. Right, right. And then um, how that kind of gets entangled. Um, That's not always the case, but sometimes that is the case. And then you've got people on there who are truly looking for relationships and how that pans out because what's a month on outside is like a week on the inside. They're like, oh my God, I love you. I'm like, girl, you just met him. But then it's like at the same time, (laughs) but at the same time, you're like, well, they are in there all day, all night. They're not going nowhere. Right. Little dates they have is on the property. They're there. They're not going. So you can witness the whole up from beginning to the end of a relationship in a matter of a couple of weeks. Because And they also, they don't have TV. They don't have radio. They don't have phones. So it literally is like somebody that you probably would have dated for a month, but you only saw them X amount of time. But now you're living with this person. Y'all are sharing beds of the right. whole nine. So it, it, it escalates rather quickly sometimes. <laughs> and it's just interesting. I just, it's, it's a part of my, as you can tell, I like to people watch y'all. I like to, the so, social, what is it like social experiments? That to uh-huh. me is what reality TV is. It is oh, sure. a, unlimited social experiences where I get to see like, ah, how does this happen? Like what you going to do now? Oh, yeah. that's why that works. That's how they think. So I think that's also a part of my scientific side that kind of gets to enjoy seeing. Yeah. No, and it, also the voyeuristic, a little voyeuristic too. Right. No. And mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I mean, when you said like, I'm watch these deep shows, I am a graduate of 90 day fiance. Mm-hmm. Graduate of ninety day the other way. Mm-hmm, I am a, mm-hmm. a graduate of ninety day. Will they? Question mark. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. I get. I love it too. I love it too. Um, I think just with everything. And I again, I but I binge watch those. So yeah, I I love watching 
yeah, when you put people into those situations mm-hmm. to see what happens and observe their and observe their behavior. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, I love that. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to watch that one too. Because yeah, I, when you said that, I was getting it mixed up with the other one, mm-hmm. not to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also watched. Have you ever watched that show, The Circle? On oh Netflix? yes, okay. I love that show too. <laughs> Another social experiment, like, okay. <laughs> because catfishing looking like, yep. From Too Hot to Handle was on, I think, mm-hmm. season two of, mm-hmm. of, the, of The Circle, and whoop, mm-hmm. she was messy. She was messy. <laughs> I'm like, how do you get so messy in a room by yourself? I don't know, but she found a way. She made it happen. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I don't know. That was fun. That was mm-hmm. fun. Now we gotta mm-hmm. now we're gonna log off and go watch some twenties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, well, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this. You know, we always are interested in any shows or films that you think of. Let us know. We we will watch them and, and give you our little social commentary mm-hmm. on what we think that they how they were. Um, but we really appreciate you joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it. This was really fun as always. Yes, yes. That will conclude this episode of Living Creatively with your host, Angela Dalton. And Monica Parks. Remember, you can also connect with us on Instagram at Living Creatively Now, Living Creatively Podcast Facebook page, and on our website, thisislivingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you'd like us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Thank you for joining us and being part of our Living Creatively community. Always remember to protect your heart protect your mind, and protect your gift. Until next week, bye. Bye.